0: for the Nerd Book Review, and today we are going to be bringing you an author interview. Uh, R.J. Barker, his first novel, Age of Assassins, was published by Orbit Books last year. His new book, Blood of Assassins, will be out this month uh, in both the U.S. and the U.K. I do not plan on having a book review before. We talked quite a bit about the book and being published by Orbit Books. He is a big enough author with enough uh, info about him and his book out there. That info is not hard to find. Before we get uh, right to it, let me give you my usual spiel. You can reach us at nerdbookreview at gmail.com. You can reach us on Twitter at The Nerd Book Review, on Facebook with the page The Nerdbook Review, and hopefully here uh, sometime this year, uh, not too distant future, we will have a blog out um, as well. If you would be so kind as to leave us a review on iTunes or whatever platform that you listen to us, I would greatly appreciate it. It is something that is so helpful to have those reviews out there. It really gets your, uh, your name on the lists and gets more people to listen. All right, well, thank you for listening to my spiel, and I hope you guys enjoy this interview. I had such a fun time. The Nerd Book Review is excited to welcome author R.J. Barker to the podcast. His first novel, Age of Assassins, was released last year by Orbit Books, and his second novel, Blood of Assassins, will be out February twenty seventh. How are you today?
1: I'm I'm really well. Is it February twenty seventh? Because it's different in the UK. I think it's February fifteenth in the UK. Oh, okay. But they they, they, they moved dates about for. Arcade and strange publisher reasons. I don't ask. I just write books.
0: <laughs> there you are. Yeah, that's what um I had it listed as the U.S. release, and since I am uh, here right. in uh, good old Idaho, uh, just went with for that date.
1: I, I see. My knowledge of America is terrible. My only knowledge of Idaho is the Keanu Reeves film, My Own Private Idaho. And, what's that, Keanu Reeves?
0: You know, I, think, I don't know. I haven't seen that actually.
1: I don't think it's very good, but. But that's that's the only thing I know. No, I don't have something else. But look, I was talking to somebody about American geography and how confusing it is if you're English, because you, like, drive a thousand miles to see someone and think that's that's a long journey, where, where for us, that's, that's insane.
0: Well, that is uh, and true. We,
1: <laughs> we complain if we have to drive for half an hour. That's that's too long for us.
0: yeah, Idaho, we're famous for uh, mm. potatoes, I guess.
1: Oh that's good. We all like potatoes.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so could you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Um I'm I'm English. You may have picked that up. Um I've done lots of odd things in in my life. I played in bands for a long time, but I was I was a bass player, but I was terrible. At one point I was I was in a band and, and I came off stage and, and they informed me that I'd been playing completely different songs for most of the set. But um <laughs> I didn't realise. I had a very good time though, and then um, I, I kind of finally realised I, w- I was never going to be a, a rock star, and I decided I'd go back to writing, um, which, which I did. But unfortunately, because I was going to be a rock star, I stopped paying attention at school, so I had to teach myself um, how to how to do English all over again. But I've always been a massive reader, so it kind of you know gives you a bit of a head start. Uh, and and then, then I got very poorly. That was very tedious. We'll just gloss over that. And then, um about four three three years ago I got an agent with a science fiction novel um and he's called Rob Zinsdale he's brilliant um and we worked and worked on this science fiction novel and it didn't quite sell and then me and Rob parted with us for really not even gossipy reasons they're just they're just really boring and um he put me on to my new agent who's Ed Wilson who I've been with for a couple of years now and I'd written Age of Assassins in the kind of Frenzy in in six weeks because when when you you send a book out, I don't know if you're well, they probably do their book. People don't know this, but you send a book out and publishers look at it, and it can take months to hear about yes or no. And and I I can't write in that period. I can't do anything. I'm really sort of stuck. So when they finally came back and said no for this book, that was like being loosed from the gates and a wrote edge of assassins in about six weeks, um, which is quite quick.
0: Oh yeah, uh, that's amazing. I, yeah,
1: and and it's it was quite similar to what you eventually read, not a million miles away. And um, I end up with my current agent, Ed Wilson, who's brilliant as well, and with Orbit, who are absolutely fantastic. I love them all. And,
0: and talking to you, that's my potted history. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> what kind of music did you play when you were in a band?
1: Oh, we were very metal. Well, very grunge at the time. Um, but, yeah, pretty noisy. Noisy guitar <laughs> things. Cool. I like, Yeah, and I like that. Still, and I like a lot of country music, which always surprises people. Uh, Um, You know, we
0: all have good taste and everything can.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm going to send you some links to some bands. Uh, (laughs) And you'll regret saying that, just because you're going to be bombarded with country bands.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, actually, what's funny is uh, two of the guys that uh, come on with me, um, I'm always on every episode, and then I have uh, a rotating cast. Uh, Two of them were in uh, a band, um, both at the end of our college and then into... Um, A few years after that. And uh, they played uh, just all kinds of random stuff. But then uh, another one of our uh, fraternity brothers is in a band that actually currently tours. Uh, They play, like, death metal type stuff. It's, uh, like, really heavy stuff.
1: What are they called?
0: Oh, jeez. Now what am I going to... Of course, now I'm going to forget. Sorry. Sorry. sympathy. I think is what they're called. Uh, I'll look them up. Okay. I
1: struggle a bit with death metal vocals, but I quite like the music. So I, I can kind of get into some of that. I'm quite into a band called Cult of Luna at the moment, who are quite astounding and strange and wonderfully noisy. But anyway, that's me getting off, off pace.
0: Hey, that's all right. Um, but yeah, the uh, in fact, my wife and I, um, her choice, we very early on when we first started dating, went to um, one of their shows. Um, and uh, the... Uh, that was the last time I ever went to a show like that because we weren't <laughs> even in the mosh pit, but we were like outside of it, and someone came like twirling around and hit her, and oh. they had to grab me mm. to stop me from hitting him mm. back, and explain to me that what he did was okay, but if I hit him back, we would all be kicked out. I was like, "What? This doesn't make sense."
1: Yeah, I, I tend to find somewhere very out the way because I'm quite quite skinny and I would just get trampled if I got involved in some um, well out of the way. But I, t- I don't know, there's, there's quite sort of good manners. That, like in, in England, if somebody did that, they would be appalled and come and say, oh, I'm ever so sorry to you straight away. There'd be lots of apologies. Um, <laughs> but it just tends to stay sort of in the middle. I never get too near the stage, not anymore. I'm too old for that
0: now. <laughs> so <laughs> you said that you always enjoyed um, reading, but like, what, I guess, what where, where was that uh, like moment when you were like, oh, I'm going to write a novel now?
1: I, I wrote I've always want, wanted to do sort of creative things ever since I can remember I'm not a particularly great artist and I love music and I wanted to do music before I was ever loving music I was writing things my mum used to write poetry when I was very little so I've grown gone up with the idea that you can do it she's never published but she used to do it for her own enjoyment and then um, I wrote short stories and stuff before I got into music, and I kind of let it slide. So when I stopped at writing write short stories again, and I wrote short stories quite a long time, um, and I made a grand total of $5 in my short story writing career <laughs> over, <laughs> over about eight years. Uh, so I was successful, as you can see. And then um, <laughs> after being really ill, and then we had a little boy, my wife got married, and I was too ill to sort of have a proper job. So I stayed at home and I was looking after our little boy and I thought, right, I, I'm, I better either do it or, or don't do it. So I, I committed and, and wrote. decided I was going to start writing novels and I wrote a terrible novel and then I wrote a better novel and then I wrote, I think, two quite good novels and then I wrote Age of Assassins. So, yeah, it, it's just, there's a—I want to be creative. I want to be doing creative things. I'm not really any good at anything else. Apart from customer services, and, and I don't, really, I don't want to spend my life doing that. Really, people shout at you, and I'm not. Into that.
0: <laughs> Understandable. Um, I did have one, one, uh, just a random question. Have you ever heard of a band called the Antlers? And I only have to ask that just because of the antler thing.
1: No. Oh, now someone might actually have sent me a link to them. Now I think about
0: it. Yeah, just the reason I randomly asked that, it was apparently it was the like ending song for uh, Fear the Walking Dead season two and Sensate. I don't know if you ever watched that. It was a Netflix show.
1: Um, It's one of those things I've meant to get to, but um, I've never got to. If you can hear clicking, that's me going to YouTube. Um, (laughs) I'm going to look them up.
0: Okay. So, Anyways, see, I, I only listened to one song just and it was the one that was that I, I remembered it being, but I just had to ask that just based off of uh, you know, your music background and your love of antlers. So uh, No,
1: no, but I've I've got them now on my on my um thing, so I'm gonna have a listen. <laughs> like once I'm off, so I'll tell you what, what what I think of them. Uh, are they noisy or are they are they kind of uh, mellowy? Like
0: the indie so- sound, yeah. you know, that you kind of expect? Uh
1: yeah, I probably like that. I like most stuff. I'm quite easy go, easy go, either.
0: yeah. I like stuff. <laughs> yeah. So let's go ahead and talk a little bit about your uh, first novel. Um, it is a Age of Assassins, and <laughs> I have to admit, like, I was so surprised when I started reading the novel that it is completely different from what I was expecting. But in in like just the best way possible. Do you give us a little su- brief synopsis of the novel? Yeah, um,
1: it's about a, a boy, a 15-year-old boy called Gerton, who is an apprentice and an assassin, but that, it, he, he's a very good assassin. He's very good at what he does. He's, he's very dangerous physically. Um, but he's, he's also been raised in such a way that he has very little experience of people outside of adults. And then he, they have to, him and his master are lured into a castle trap because somebody's trying to kill the prince and the queen of the castle says, right, find out who it is or I'm going to kill you. And to do this, he's sent undercover amongst the squires, which are people his own age, uh, and he's just lost. And he has to pretend to be somebody else who doesn't have all these martial skills that he has. So everything he is, really, even his name is stripped from him. And he's forced to be somebody else to try and uncover this mystery. Uh, And in, in some ways, it's about him learning to be a person, and it, and it's also about the relationship between him and his his master. And then over that all, you've got you've got this sort of who done it going on, and the fact that they are in constant danger because somebody wants them, wants someone dead, and they're in the way of that, and that they're, they're not very popular.
0: Yeah, well, your story um it's called Age of Assassins, so I kind of expected um you know it to all be about assassinating people, but it really is all about relationships whether they're familial relationships or friendships. Um, You mentioned that you wrote it in six weeks um, and that you didn't do... I imagine you didn't spend a lot of time storyboarding or anything like that.
1: I don't do anything like that. I (laughs) I sit and write write a book. Um, I knew knew the... um, It's really weird how how your mind works because when my science fiction book didn't sell, as part of that, I spent a long time talking to an editor for a um, publishing company called House of Zeus about that book because she really liked it um and as part of that conversation we got into talking about agatha christie who who, i love that sort of classic crime book those things that you 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 actually have to do if you're english there's a law um that the queen passed and if you don't like agatha christie you have to move to a different country um that is 100 percent true don't ask anybody because we get embarrassed um (laughs) but, but the um there there is sort of an Agatha Christie style they knew more in Age of Assassins where where you get the whole and this is how it was done reveal. And that was in my head. That that was where I knew I wanted to get to. Um and then there are a couple of things that happened along the way that I knew I wanted to do. And apart from that, I just sat and wrote it and that that's how I do each book.
0: Did you have so, like an ending in mind when you started, or is it just something that you sat down and had a had a thought and just went where it took you?
1: I I knew who'd done it. I knew why they'd done it, and I knew the um. I had very clear images of the main characters of, of Girton and his master and Queen Adran, who who is um she's largely based on um uh, Margaret of Anjou, who's a um. She was a queen in in the War of the Roses, um, and, and her son, Prince Ador, um, who's who one person described as he's a complete dick, uh, uh, that that's fair. He is. Um,
0: that is true. I, I mean, there's he doesn't have a ton of redeeming qualities.
1: No, no, he doesn't. But I think you have to remember in in that book, it's kind of I think of it as ri- written from the point of view of someone who's quite childish in many ways. So you see a very partisan view of everything um in that book uh, and then as as we go through other books you it sort of opens out more and you see different things and and may, maybe will make you look at things that happen in different ways you hope as a writer but um that that's that's i was going to mention i got completely distracted um age of assassins uh, when you said about thinking it was one thing and it turning out to be something else um that was something I because Age of Assassins wasn't the original title; it was originally called um, The Uncrowned heir, but um, Orbit didn't like that. They preferred Age of Assassins, and I'm quite easygoing. I was like, "Well, you know what people want." <laughs> um, but I, I'd said, "Do you not think this this kind of people are going to pick the book up expecting Assassins Creed with lots of leaping about killing people, uh, and and that's not what they're going to get? It's quite thoughtful in some ways. I mean, there is lots of action in it, but um." and my editor jenny said the best thing anyone's ever said to me she went people may pick it up thinking that but they will carry on reading because it's really good which is a writer is sort of the best thing anyone could say to you it's just like oh wow you're brilliant
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah well the thing is is that like i mean i did kind of pick it up when i you know in the first place i expected there to be um you know lots of stabbing and whatnot mm. um but this, I mean, this certainly isn't, uh, like, Assassin's Creed or, uh, like, I don't know if you ever read Heroes Die by Matthew Stover. The, yeah. It's This is not that. This is really about the relationships. And uh, Gerton is just, he's such a fun character. So, we haven't talked about the world, but, I mean, this is about as grim dark of a world as you can have. Um, magic is Ooh. definitely Bad News Bears and has, I mean... <laughs> It, it just <laughs> destroys, the, it takes life from the earth to create yeah. magic.
1: Mm. Yeah, I, I, that, that was another idea that came sort of fully formed into my head, the idea that cause I didn't want to be throwing around fireballs because I think that, that's too easy. It, it, oh, how can I put this? Um, you write everything from, from your own point of view. I, I'm basically very, very lazy. So if I give myself an easy way out of something, I know that I'll take it. So I didn't want to make magic easy in this world. It had to have a huge price. So you, you magic's kind of, there's a place it's mentioned in the book called the Great Western Souring, which you can see from this castle, which is basically a huge part of the land that is just dead. It's a, a massive desert, and that's created by a sorcerer doing a magic, a big magic. So they hunt down and kill sorcerers. So magic is a terrifying force. It's kind of, you could make, say it's an allegory for, for maybe oil, if you want it to be environmental about it, but magic's also a good allegory for money and 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 things like that. Oh, well, I went off all serious. That's your- <laughs> <laughs> I
0: apologize. But, um, <laughs> even the way that uh, that things can be rectified is a pretty grim and, and dark way. It actually requires blood being spilled on the um, in the that area.
1: Yeah, you 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 give back. and You kind of give back the. So- the life that's been stolen from the land and, and it slowly starts to come back. But, um, th- though the world is really quite grim, the, I don't think the, the people in it are, because I'm, I'm a very positive person and I wanted to bring that to Gerton. I wanted, to, he's quite a, he's, he's likable. I think that's, someone said, I'd happily go for a drink with him. And, and I think that's important that although he's in a bad place, he, he wants to do the best he can with it. Does that make
0: sense. Yeah, well, I mean, and he has—he's had a tough life um, from the very beginning, but he really has that positive outlook on life.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think that's because he's—it's not a spoiler, but I think it's because he's been loved. I mean, it's clearly sort of when you hear you—you you get their story in little bits as you go through the book, and I think you can tell that she's she's a killer, but she she clearly cares for him
0: and has he, looked that's after Marilla. It. His, his he, who he yeah. just calls master.
1: Yeah, um, it's a bit of an odd thing. I've just got the um, French translation through. And the reason he calls a master um, is because he's raised by slavers and he's never seen a woman. So he doesn't know there's there's a, a feminine version of that word. But um, in the French version, that she's mistress because it just wouldn't work in French. and I don't know why, but um, it's just one of those things. That, and you don't really think about stuff like that when you write a book that's going to be translated into other languages where the rules are slightly different.
0: Yeah, well, maybe maybe that's the whole uh, English not having a, the gendered um, nouns as opposed to Latin.
1: Yeah, probably. But um, it, it's it was just a spell. Oh, oh right, which um, was really it's 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 all fascinating when you kind of sort of going because it makes you, I don't I don't think about why I do things when I do them. I just do them, which um, can get you in a lot of trouble through life. <laughs> it's it's not a good way of doing things, but um, it it seemed to have worked with these books. But then when people like you ask me questions, I have to sort of go back and think about, well, actually, what, why did I do that then? And I've got, I'm, <laughs> doing a, I'm doing a talk for um, a literature festival on, on the hero's journey. and, uh, and uh, So I've had to sit down and think about all this stuff that I, I just used just some witter. But people are paying to see this. So I've actually got to do some work. I'm doing it because my publicist, Nazia, who's lovely, thinks it's funny. To go and make me do things that she thinks I will find hard. It's very cruel.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> funny, it's kind of even. Um, you're the first when I asked you if you wanted me to send you the, the list of questions, and you said no. That would spoil things. I can, I can understand. Uh, you know where you're coming from there, but um, most people they they uh, they like their uh, questions ahead of time, so I always try to get those in there.
1: No, no, I hate. No, I, it's it's really weird because if. Because I always think if you send me the questions, I can go away and I can research them. I can think about them and give you like a really sensible answer. But <laughs> it probably won't be as truthful as whatever I make up on the spot. Um, so you get, you get what I'm actually thinking. But I don't ever promise it will make sense. I frequently think of what I'm saying. What are you talking about while I'm doing it?
0: <laughs> hey, it makes for a good interview. Um, I have to ask you a question about um, your mounts in this uh, mm-hmm. story. Now, I, I get the uh, the giant uh, antlers, and then uh, but you mentioned they have, like, three toes, and they kind of, do they look, like, are they kind of feline looking, or are we talking like a giant moose here? I'm kind of confused.
1: Yeah, I, I deliberately didn't describe them too much, because I, I kind of, I like the idea of letting people fill stuff in themselves. Um, one person, the description I like best is, is giant moose cats. I quite like that. Um <laughs> with sort of bird feet. Um that that's kind of getting to where I'm thinking of. Um but I've not I can see them in my head but I never want to tell people what I think they look like. I okay. Think, yeah. I think you should have your own version of it. And then probably in the for the third book, um I have an artist friend called Tom Parker who's who's very talented. He did um there was a, a special hardback edition of the first one. He did a, a painting that went with that. Um, of Maniadoc Castle. And then, which is, if you go to my Twitter, part of it is the the header of my Twitter that's part of his painting. And he's doing a map for Blood of Assassins for the special edition. And he's going to do a picture that hopefully will have a mount in it for the third one. But, um, it will be his idea of it because I don't interfere with him. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay yeah because i i really saw like a giant moose cat but i mean i didn't i felt kind of stupid calling it a giant moose cat so i'm really oh, happy that uh that you mentioned that someone else has said the same
1: i'm 100 percent behind the idea of moose cats that i i, <laughs> I love because it. it acts in quite a cat like way i think yeah I, I, yeah. I, yeah it's got that and it is although it never speaks it's very much a, a big character in the book i think um us and it's named after the god of death um uh, and it has a sense of humor and as well you can tell the way it sort of acts do you think that was that just me i think it does
0: yeah no I, I, I agree with you there have you have you ever seen a moose before i don't know if you have those over in england we
1: don't have them i have seen moose heads and i desperately desperately we are going to have one at some point because um, there's quite a lot of heads in nah, our flat, um, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen pictures, eh, but no, I haven't. Um, yeah, the the, um, the moose head is something. We have a place for one, where it's going to go. Um, we have a felt pretend moose head, but we're looking for a, a real Victorian. Has to be Victorian, because I, I don't really. I, I do somebody de- killing an animal just just for me to have on my wall, but if the Victorians did it a while ago, that that's all right because um, they just killed everything. They were horrid, um, so we're keeping it. But they're very expensive; they're like a thousand pounds, which is I think about fifteen hundred dollars
0: oh, yeah, for I a rubbish they one. Would be.
1: Yeah, but I, I, I do love them.
0: Yeah, they're they're definitely weird looking creatures. We we have them in Idaho, um, a little bit farther mm. north from than where I am. Right, but. Um, yeah, I've, I've seen them in the wild before. They, they're they just the weirdest looking uh, creatures.
1: And they're dangerous, aren't they? They're not like friendly. They they will have you.
0: Oh, yeah, they're, they're really belligerent. Like they're not, yeah. you know, like an elk or a deer will run from you and uh, a moose is uh, just as likely to attack you as to run away.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I really like mooses. I like, I like things with antlers and my wife likes things with antlers and she also likes well, we both like anteaters, but you can't get stuffed anteater; they just don't exist.
0: <laughs> <laughs> how does how did the uh, the uh, love of antlers start? I don't,
1: I don't. Well, I, I don't know. I just remember always really liking antlers, Antlers and big curly horns are the other. I don't often go on about big curly horns, but I, I like big curly horns. Um, but I was recently reading. I don't think you have 2000 AD as much over in the US. Um, but that's like our big science fiction and fantasy comic in the UK. And when I was growing up, they did a, a series called Slain, which was based a lot on Irish mythology. Um, and I recently reread The, the Horned God, which is a, a Slain graphic novel. It's excellent if you can get hold of it. It's absolutely brilliant. But I realized reading that, how what a massive effect it had, had on me. And there's a chap in it called Slough Feg, the Lord Weird, and he has massive antlers. And there's a picture of a man on the back of a horse and he's got like massive anthers on like a headdress, and I think that picture is kind of what I based everything on um, in, I think that picture's just stuck with me, there's just something I find really cool about, it was drawn by a black bloke called Mike McMahon um, and it was written by Pat Mills and it's clearly had a massive effect on me so get out and read Slane if you can, it's amazing
0: <laughs> Alright, yeah, I, I hadn't heard of that actually, it must be, like you said, more of a British thing
1: yeah, I'll s I will i will will send you a link to pictures from it. It's if you like, sort of, it, it's kind of conan, but I think cooler. I'll get in trouble for saying that. I'm sure somebody should send me a message and say nothing nothing's cooler than Conan, but it is,
0: honestly. <laughs> so, um I guess while trying to stay Um relatively spoiler free, um mm-hmm. where does um Blood of Assassins go then? Blood oh right, let's let's yeah. Much
1: again. the events of Age of Assassins spark off a war and at the end of Age of Assassins Girton survives, which isn't a big surprise because he's the narrator for all three books um, and they leave Minayadoc which is the place this, this, the Tired Lands is like the, the world uh, and Minayadoc is, is the, the wounded kingdom of the, the name of the trilogy um, and they leave and they go away and they come back five years later uh, and this war is just reaching its end point um where the big battles are going to start to happen um Gertens, in the first one I like thinking he was quite a wide eyed child' because there's an innocence to him in the second one he's more of a teenager he's reached that point where he's kind of thinking maybe he knows better, and maybe he should be allowed to do what he wants to do and he's a bit he's a bit spikier, but he's still likable i hope um and he, he goes back to a person who is now a king and he finds out to various means that there's going to be a big climactic battle and there is a traitor in his retinue that is planning to kill him at the battle. So his army just falls to pieces and can be destroyed by his other forces and he has to find out who that traitor is. I don't think I spoiled anything there.
0: No, I don't think so. Um, but... <laughs> Now, um, I guess with the, now I'm gonna have to try not to be spoiler here, but, <laughs> but but this person though, like one thing I think that Gurton that just makes him such an awesome character as uh um in this first book is that like he really hasn't um ever really dealt with kids or um like I guess really people in general aside from as an assassin and then mm. from with Marilla and it is so cool to just to see him as he is going through the book, I mean, he really does want to make friends with, with these kids, and it's something that's just so understandable. And even mm. when he has a character who wants to become friends with him, and he's like, ooh, I don't know if I should be friends with this kid. He's not the cool kid.
1: Yeah. It is kind of... That, make, that makes it sound a bit Beverly Hills 90210, doesn't it? It's like Beverly <laughs> Hills 90210 with swords. It's not. Really, it's a lie. Um, yeah, I, I've always been a bit of... I have to be careful when you say I've always been a bit of an outsider because that makes me sound like like I've been standing on on the outskirts, looking moody, which you can probably tell from listening to me is not my personality. Um,
0: but you're not, you're not <laughs> Dylan.
1: No, 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 no <laughs> I'm a bit of an idiot. Um, but I I've always kind of felt like I'm outside looking in, um, in, in a nice way. I've always had lots of friends, but I've always kind of been like, oh, I'm not quite sure what I'm doing, uh, and I wanted to put that into get, And that's part of the reason he has a club foot. It is he, it makes him an outsider to everybody else, so that he's kind of the other. Um, and to have had experience with that, and create a character who is the other, and what he really desperately wants to do is to fit in, but he doesn't really know how. Um, and he'd really like to fit in with the coolest kids, but he has to make a decision on whether to do what he thinks is right or what he thinks is... Easy, which I think we all have to do at some point in life, and that—that that is sort of the, the the turning
0: point of *Age of Assassins*, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, it's always easier to do the easy thing, but mm-hmm. um, but Gurton—he, you know—he's such an earnest young uh, kid that he he really, even though he's going to hesitate, you know, he he certainly <clears throat> is going to think things through before he makes his decision.
1: Yeah, I don't—I don't think reading it there's ever any doubt what his decision is going to be for the reader. But I kind of, I wanted to write a book where um, i quite like it in a crime book where you, you're a couple of steps ahead of the character all the time. And I wanted that to be part of Age of Assassins where you, you you're kind of at, at points in it going, I oh, just do it you idiot. Come on. Can't you see what I can see now? Just do this thing. Um, and I think there is that. And there's definitely that in Blood of Assassins kind of, he, he makes some mistakes and as the writer, at points in front of us, I now wanted to slap him. So hopefully, you will a bit as the reader as well, but not too much.
0: <laughs> well, I do think though that I mean, so that could kind of be interpreted as the, that we're we're going to know what happens. But th- there are certain things that were that you're a couple steps ahead of. But there there was certainly I didn't for sure know what the ending was going to be, and that there are people that you know that you don't know are going to live or die.
1: <clears throat> oh yeah, there there are surprises in it. But, um, for sort of some bits of it, him, I wanted you to feel like you kind of were a bit ahead of him and you knew a bit more. But, um, like, I don't think you can guess who done it from the book because I, I, I know that I've not given you really enough clues within the book to work it out. You can probably see it if you read it again. You, you could see it, but if, if somebody met me and said, Oh, I knew who done it, I would think now, now you guessed and you made a lucky guess rather than actually <laughs> knowing. <laughs> They're written as three books that are completely separate, but um the they all they do all, all link through and, and events of one book effect the other one and events of the third book effect would hopefully make you read the first one in a different way, which is what I wanted to do if that makes sense because I knew I knew by the time I would finished the first book i I knew what was going to happen in the third one because I wrote them so quickly, so it's all it's all very. Interlinked in a kind of way that you can't see until you've read the last one.
0: Yeah, I was actually surprised um, how much you wrapped up in Age of Assassins, and it really could be a standalone novel if that's where you, um, you know, decided to stop reading.
1: Yeah, they're all written. The first Age of Assassins and Blood of Assassins have a sort of central plot and story that works on its own without. It. They're not a sort of trilogy in the way that it it finishes in a cliffhanger and then you've got to read the next one to find out what happened. And then the the third one, probably you do need to have read the other ones for that to work properly, I think. But, but the first two definitely, you could just pick it up and read it and, and you'd be off.
0: And is the trilogy where you're going to end the, the series then? For
1: now? Yes. I mean, never say never, but I'm, um, I'm so easily distracted and I get bored really quickly. So when when I signed with Orbit there was it was always the intention to do these three and then I was gonna go off and do something different. Um, which is what, what I'm doing, hopefully. Imp- Someone will like that.
0: What is your plan then to um from here on out?
1: Um well I'm I'm part I'm sort of Twenty thousand words into something new um fantasy again um, about ships because I, I really like big big tall ships and sort of Napoleonic war books um, so i'm I'm writing that, and then we've got to see who if anyone will pay for it <laughs> <to the food. laughs> yeah. so I'm not the sort of person that can kind of go the my my agent can go to me and say, oh, "Right, we think you should write this next." I, I kind of I can only do what interests me, but it, I <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and, and I don't think about selling stuff. I just write what I want to write, really.
0: I I really I'm just so amazed every time I hear you say that uh, that you wrote Age of Assassins in six weeks, and and you didn't have it storyboarded out and stuff before. But it's just um. I guess you're the, just the way that you wrote all of your characters, with you know the relationships being their um, their core uh, um, uh, drive.
1: Because it, it, yeah, and because it's first person, it it's a lot. I kind of feel like I cheated with with Age of Assassins because it, it literally felt like he was just telling the story to me and I was writing it down. Um, and I said six weeks, it was actually eight weeks, but Christmas happened in the middle, so there's two weeks when I wasn't really doing it. Um six weeks of writing and it did, it felt like cheating. And I've said this in almost every podcast because it's really, um, every interview I'd had as well. Um, I've heard people say you write a book and you know, you think that this is the one. Um, uh, And I've always thought that's a hindsight thing. You think that in hindsight, but it's not. I wrote it and I finished it. Thought, yeah, this is, this is the one this is going to sell. I didn't think it would sell to Orbit. They were kind of like Orbit is Ian M. Banks publisher. And would be kind of my dream publisher, and I didn't think it'd come out all around the world and in different languages. But I thought it would sell. I thought I, thought I've re- I finally done. I've written a good enough novel this time.
0: In Orbit, they boy they had quite the year last year with their debut authors, didn't they?
1: Mm. It's been a really good year. I mean, I think last year for debuts in general has been brilliant and good. Nicholas Sims with Kings of the Wild, which which has, has gone gone wild. If you'll forgive the, the <laughs> I can't <laughs> believe I just did that. Oh dear. Oh oh, Nick will make fun of me for it. I bet he's done it though. I bet he has. Um and so i oh, had quite a lot. And and then just like British debuts, you had um, Anna Smith Sparks, and Anna Stevenson and Ed McDonald as well. Um, they they're people I see. And know and all their books have got great reviews. so it's, it's it feels like it's been a really good year for british fantasy writers to me yeah. no, know it's last year isn't it yeah yeah
0: well, i mean and eames you know he's from canada so there's the commonwealth still you got it there
1: yeah he, he is he's, and i met nick when he came over from um, comic-con here and he's he's lovely he's of he's my favorite people I really like nick and his mum has offered to adopt me <laughs> so, um, so he's, he's actually we're actually brothers now.
0: Nice, very nice.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Did I read correctly that the third book is going to be published this fall?
1: Yeah, uh, no. Um, or, well, maybe maybe fall in America, August in England. So it's coming out pretty quickly. It's done. It, it's put away. Um, I've just got proofs. to um, in case anyone reading listening doesn't know, proofs is um when you get you get your book printed out on paper. So. It, Looks like it will as a book, but it's lots of loose loose leaf sheets, and you've got to read through it all and make sure it reads how you want it to. There's that to do, but apart from that, nothing left to do on King of Assassins.
0: That's quite the uh, the publishing schedule, especially with uh, you know someone for the Big Five like Orbit, that in, as opposed to the uh, did you, what did you have to do to to not go with the usual eighteen month deal?
1: Um, they they just said how quickly do you, think you can write them, uh, and I went well. I couldn't write a book in three months, I reckon. And they went, "Okay, do it." I was like, oh, okay then. So, <laughs> so I, 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 I did, but I found them really easy to write, and I've been very lucky in that what what you read is quite close to what I wrote. I mean, my editor, Jenny Hill, is fantastic, and and she she would not be frightened of saying you need to redo this completely if it's wrong. Um, but really, she's been like tweaking things. She's been like saying. Um, there was a, a prologue on Blood of Assassins that she said I should take out because I'd made a mistake with it. Um, and, and being an author, I immediately said, well, no, I haven't. And, and then I went away and thought about it and actually, she was right. Um, but the rest of it's still quite close to to what I wrote. But um, my editor, Jenny, does have a massive effect on it. The sort of little things, it, It's if you think of it like guitar, it's the difference between your, your guitar being out of tune but playing the right song and you could have it in tune and playing the right song. that That's that's what Jenny kind of does. She makes it tuned up to be as good as it can be. So so if any good things in the books you like probably had a lot of her input, any bad bits, that's my fault.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, like I said, the, the funny thing is, is that you're for some reason. Um, so I got a whole bunch of these. Um, well, I got probably like five of the ones that you mentioned out of the six debuts and several others. And for some reason, and I don't know what it is, but maybe it was just because I was like, ah, an assassin book it sounds okay, but yours was the last one that I got to, and it was like, it would always be between that one and one other, and I'd be like, I'm going to go with the other one, I'll get to Age of Assassins. And then once I actually read it, I was like, man, I cannot believe it took me this long to read this novel, and I think maybe I'm one of those people that, like, I liked your other title better, I think that maybe it would have gotten me to, uh, to read it faster, but... Yeah,
1: I, I don't, I think kind of it's got quite a a, a mass market title, where, when, well, Orbit didn't like that title, said it was very historical fantasy, historical mystery, which I can kind of, kind of see, but i it, it seems to be doing a slow burn that sort of people read it and go, God, this is not what I thought at all. I, I, I really like it. I'm going to say I love it then, but that feels a bit full of myself. and, and I can't, can't bring myself to say
0: that. But <laughs> I, I did, I'm just <laughs> going to say it. Uh, it got a, a five out of five for me, and I I really loved the book. I sat down, and I think I read it in two days once I started. I was just like, man, I just want to read this book.
1: Punch in the air in England. Thank you. I'm very <laughs> glad. <laughs> Hopefully you like, are they sending you Blood of
0: Assassins? Um, I have not. Um, no one's sent it to me yet, but uh, I'm certainly not going to uh, to say no if someone wants to. Call <laughs> me
1: your address, I'll send you a copy I've got. I've got a, I get a box full. Um, I, and, and I hope you like that, that one as much. So far, touch wood from the, the people that have read it, most have said they liked it more, which was a bit of a surprise for me, because I was quite scared of this one coming out. But you can never tell as a writer what people are going to think of stuff. You can just think, oh, I've done, am I happy with it? And, and that's – then you have to just sort of walk away. I don't, re- don't generally read reviews. I read them if somebody asks me at Twitter and says they liked it, then I'll read it. But apart from that, I never go to like Goodreads because that, that's a mistake as a writer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I can Im- I had my first like real negative review on the podcast recently. I just like, uh, I'm just, remember, I'm a no-talent clown who l- talks. That's all I do. I've never wrote a novel. No, it's I, I,
1: there's a, there's a really what some people kind of say that you, I can't, I keep. you'll see it every time somebody will say, oh, how can somebody say a bad thing about your book? Because they've never written a novel. But that, if if novels are only read by people that wrote novels, then then we'd only sell about 200 a year. Well, actually, <laughs> no, we're probably a few, there's a lot more people than that. Um, but being a reader allows you to say say what you want, and I'm very I'm very behind the fact that people. I know that there are a certain amount of people who are not going to like Age of Assassins. There, there's going to be a certain amount of people who pick it up, hoping for it to be Assassin's Creed, and then it's not, and it's going to be a disappointment to some of those people. And some of them are going to love it for for not being that, but but it still stings whenever. Whenever someone didn't like it, so I just stay away from it because you can't. It, it's it's like it's like a dead thing once it's finished. You can't affect it. You can't change anything about it. You, you, it it's gone. It's theirs. It's the readers. It's I, I can't. It's not mine anymore. It's not my book. It's finished. I can talk about it, but I can't. And I wouldn't ever sort of. I think there was a thread on a on a thing where where I'd been in it, and somebody said that they really didn't like it. And the moderators are coming in, so the author's in this thread. you shouldn't really say that. And I, I kind of thought, no, he sh- should be allowed to say that if he didn't like it. Uh, even though I would have to find him and kill him, obviously.
0: <laughs> that sounded
1: far more sinister than I meant. <laughs> I haven't found anybody and killed anybody. No, I'd pay people to do it instead. No.
0: <laughs> I mean, hey, you know what? You're a big-time author now. You You could do that. So, hey, I got one final question that I'm going to ask you. This is a speculative question. Um, I meant okay. to do this at the beginning, but we got into talking. So, if <laughs> that happens to me, <laughs> that will happen. Sorry. Yeah. I was like, I need, uh, but, a, um, a, I need to ask an original question. And then uh, we just started BSing, and you know, things happen. Yeah. So yeah I'm, if,
1: I'm not really good at this.
0: It's all right. My, the, I asked this yeah. question. My wife and I were just talking about this uh, the other day, and something that made me think about it. So if a genie appeared before you right now and told you they could go, you, you could go back in time in your own life to any time period when you're younger, first off, would you do that? And if you would, why?
1: I wouldn't. Um, for a second, I don't, I don't even have to think about that because there, there are plenty of really stupid things I have, I have done in life, but they've, they've made me me. And if I went back and, and sort of said to 16-year-old me, don't join a band, become a writer, and I'd become a writer, and if I'd been successful at 20, 20, I would have been a horrendous person, um, and and probably a complete mess, where, where now I'm much older and, and sort of able to handle it. And if people say, oh, I think what you've done is brilliant, then I can kind of go, yeah, but there are faults in it that I know that. Uh, <laughs> and and well, if I was twenty, I'd just gone, "Yes, yes, I am brilliant. Thank you very much." Um, <laughs> so, so uh, and all the mistakes and, and people that I've met uh, along the way, even when life has been difficult, have gone to the set of experiences that allow me to do what I'm doing now, and I'm really happy. So, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't.
0: There you are. I kind of thought that's what you would answer, but uh, I just had to ask the question.
1: And probably I've had the best year of my entire life. It's been fantastic. I've just met met loads of people and I've done um, readings of my book. And I didn't know that I love doing readings so much, which I I do. If you ever want me to read a chapter from the book for your podcast, just let me know and I'll do it. Um, And just being an author is fantastic. It's like all my dreams have come true. Absolutely. Chuffed to bits, being, being people like you who are completely, I, I'm speaking to somebody through a computer who lives on the other side of the world. That's mental and, and amazing and you're lovely. I just, oh, fantastic.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I, in, on, on the same note, like, of, of just yeah. having this podcast this year, like, I have got to talk to, like, about 10 authors now and I'm mm. going to keep on doing it. And it's, like, as being a, just a massive nerd like I am, it is so much fun being able to talk to you. I mean, you're you know you're a ton of fun to talk to just in general, but I love <laughs> Thank you. Age of Assassins, and it is just uh, it's just awesome for me to be able to nerd out and actually talk to the person that wrote the book.
1: Oh no! And, and if you have any you have any questions, ask me. And if you want me to come on again, I'll happily do it. Um, I've got lots of time. That's the good thing about being an author. You don't, I don't have a real job, so I just sit around all day, <laughs> not playing video games. If my editors listening, writing <laughs> all day. That's all I do. Twenty hours a day. Yeah.
0: Good job. I think you never fooled.
1: Yeah, she definitely does.
0: Oh, i am just a terrible
1: thought. Boy. She's one of my PlayStation friends. Then she can actually. She'll know. She'll just be able to look on and go. Oh, yes, I'm busy writing. and just like, no, you're playing Horizon Zero Dawn, aren't
0: you? Witchcraft. <laughs> that is. That's Trixie right there.
1: It is, and also I've got friends that I know are on my PlayStation who, who
0: all just sort of sent me a tweet
1: saying, oh, are you enjoying playing Horizon Zero Dawn? And i am like, no, Jenny follows me on Twitter.
0: She thinks I'm editing.
1: I've been, it's been fantastic talking to you. I've had immense fun. Um, have a lovely day.
0: Hey, thank you, and I, and I loved it. And uh, like I said, I love the Age of Assassins. I look forward to reading Blood of Assassins. And then uh, the final one will be out this, uh, I guess, late summer, early fall.
1: King of Assassins, and that's the last one. And and hopefully you will you will love those two too. But um, drop drop me in a note on twi- Twitter. It's probably easier for me than Facebook. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> hey, that
0: reminds me. Since I um, don't want to be a bad host, where are some of the places you can be reached?
1: Um, the best place to reach me is Twitter. I'm oh a stupid name <laughs> at d e d b u t d r m n g. Um, it's on the back of my books that's needed um twitter is a good place i spend a lot of time on twitter i like it um facebook you can find me but i'm on that less so i'm going to be doing a, a question and answer session and a reading from blood of assassins on my author page on facebook which um is that rj barker or you can probably find it by, by um searching for me so they're the best places or i have a a website called the black antler and that has all my contact details on it as well. And also some free short stories, um, not based in the same world as Age of Assassins. They're just general short stories. Um, that's a good place to find my email. Or if you want to contact my agent, him as well. My agent's Ed Wilson. You can contact me through him.
0: He's lovely. All right. Well, uh, thank you so very much. I had a great time.
1: Me too. Brilliant. Have a lovely weekend. week. It's, it's the weekend now. It's finished. Isn't it? Have a lovely week, Cameron. <laughs>
0: Thanks. bye
1: uh